Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound. JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones. Seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval term. Apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Did y'all watch The Mandalorian no, yet? No, we didn't. You can't talk about it because we didn't watch it. So don't start going off oh, on The Mandalorian thing. Oh, my. <laughs> Wait, you have a rule about cursing with things related to Star Wars. Well, we're not. Joel's not here, so we're not necessarily recording yet. I'm recording. Why aren't you recording? I, well, I, I am recording, but we're not If you want, to... Daniel can bleep out the curse. No, leave the curse, Daniel. But because okay. it's in the same sentence as Star Wars, bleep it for him. Got it. Is that okay, Donald? No, cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, yo, listen, man, I'm telling Wait, you right you now. you might not want to talk about it so your, your Star Wars girlfriend gets on the line because she's right. going to probably be all excited. I, I, I know that there's big spoilers, though, so don't spoil anything. Yeah, they just sent me, Lucasfilm finally sent me my holiday card. I'm excited about that. Hey, nice. <laughs> Wishing you a bountiful new year full of laughter, new friends, and unexpected adventures. Happiest of holidays to you and your family. P.S. Love uh-huh. the podcast. Holy shit. Really? Lucasfilm, the they love the podcast. There you go. Probably because you talk about, star- it's like an, an ad for Star Wars every day. Happy holidays from Lucasfilm. They are loving the podcast. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, now this part is going in the show. <laughs> no, no, the that whole is thing's done. going in the show. I love it. I love that it, Donald. Awesome. I know that whatever happened was so um, impactful that I read someone said, "Don't even look at Twitter trends or it's yo, don't look, don't look at anything, or it will ruin everything. Okay. It will ruin everything." Ah, uh, here All she right. is. Here she. And is. I cried Party. like a baby. Hold nice. on now. Hold on. You gonna tell Joel you cried like a baby? Joel, did you cry like a baby? Did you Hold cry like a baby, Joel? 
Joel, did you cry like a baby? Did you cry like a baby this morning? Did you cry oh, like a baby? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot. They haven't watched it yet. They haven't like, watched it yet. What what else did you have to do but witness greatness on your screen? Holy <laughs> shit, right? What was more important tell them, than tell what them, Joel. Tell them, Joel. <laughs> no, don't tell us anything, Joel. A lot of people uh won't have seen it and I sure. I mean, I'm sure by the time this airs, if you're a fan of The Mandalorian, you'll have watched it. But we, I haven't watched it yet. We'll watch it tonight. I'm just I, I mad that I got to wait till December of next year to see a new episode again. Uh, uh, December then, 2021? Oh, my God. But it's going to be so good. <laughs> but there's so much in between, right? There's going to be so much in between, right? Oh, yeah. There's so much in between. There's like the, the I guess the new movie, the movie that's coming mm-hmm. out is Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins. So what, what? Patty Jenkins is directing it. Well, I'm really excited about that. There's, a, I guess, a new Boba Fett show coming. There's a new. Oh, and Boba Fett died, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? No, the actor who played Boba Fett in the oh, movie. Oh, right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He passed yes. away. The original actor who played Boba like, Fett. We're all away. on the same page like, now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the actor so who played good. Boba Fett. In the yeah, original yeah. movies, right? And the Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back, and and uh, and he was Return in Return of the, of the Jedi, and he was also in uh, the Phantom Menace as one of the pilots for uh, Queen Amidala, which was no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, one good of the knowledge. Pilots. Holy shit! Yeah, I just wanted to say some good news. We just got Daniel. Can you have like a low rumbling drum roll? Oh, like yeah. the oh, what are yeah. they? What are those large orchestral drums? Timpani. Yeah, yeah. Timpani. Can you have a timpani oh, th- um, thing here? That's roll. like at the end of Star Wars, boom, 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 or at the end of two thousand and one, boom, 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 boom. No, but you mean you mean more about. I want to. I want to really. I want to really. Boom, boom, Right, but I don't want bum, bum, bum. I want a bubba, 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 bubba. Yeah, I got you. You got that going. All right, got you. Fake Doctors, Real Friends is the number one new comedy podcast downloaded in twenty twenty. That's right, baby. It's the most downloaded new comedy podcast of 2020. <laughs> Take that. Thank you, iHeart. Thank you, all of our fans Thank out you, there for, fans, for listening. For I really listening. did not know that. Thank you. Thank you to our very loyal, amazing listeners. That is a big milestone for us. We had no idea this would hap- that it would happen like this. We just wanted to get on the, uh, on the internet and talk about, you know, our friendship and and making scrubs. We had no idea that there were that many of you out there who were would be interested in this. And so, thank you so much for downloading. Thank you. Thank and you. And continue, please continue. We will continue if yes. you continue. Yes. And Joel and Daniel, thank you both for making the dream come true. It's yes. our pleasure. It's a lot of Amen. fun. All right, let's let the legendary Johnny C in. I forgot. Right. Uh, I I felt bad that we didn't have him for my screw up. So I think we're gonna do a little my screw up. And then we'll do the the new one, but we got to talk to him about cool. my screw up. Brother, thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous applause for John C. McGinley. There he is. There he is. <laughs> what up, Hi, brother? Hi, handsome. Hello, fellas. How you How doing? How goes it? Good. I've, I, Zachy, I haven't seen you. I get to. I, I had some one-on-one time with Donald. Uh, we played golf a couple of months ago. 
Yes, and, we did. Uh, so that was good. But I don't get to see you, Zachy. I know. I miss you, sir. I miss you a lot. And I'm watching these episodes, and we will do lots of fawning over you. But you are such a good actor, and it's so fun to revisit these and just see what an incredible performance you, you give and continue to give in this show. So, Johnny, um, we'll wait till you're settled. But I wanted to just say that the fans have been clamoring. For more Johnny C. McGinley. It's everything we get is, all right, enough of the bullshit. Where is Johnny C. McGinley? Give us Johnny C. McGinley. <laughs> I respectfully disagree. I don't ever try to step on any fan's toes, but uh, that with Bill, when Bill came back and when with uh, Real on there, uh, and then of course, Joshy the other day was just spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of great feedback a, from the Josh a, rating. Yeah, Josh Josh came on and uh, we had a good show with Josh. He did his thing, man. He... Everyone said his voice was so soothing. Not not even when he was singing. When he's, I think Josh puts on a little bit of a a radio voice. You know, he was. A that's little, definitely he... a fucking radio voice, man. That you know is that's definitely a radio this dude voice. Got on a, this dude got on the mic and was like. Hello, my name is Josh Raiden. Yeah, he was seducing the world. I'm going to drop my. I'm going to drop my. Uh, pitch down if you walked yeah he did do that. that what the gonna, fuck i need to be doing first, that I'll lower my first i only and... i wouldn't know josh's voice from anything other than uh being drunk at four o'clock in the morning and screaming at him how much i love him so <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't know josh's voice his real speaking voice if they hit me over the fucking head but you're right he did do that all of a sudden we were like okay and we're recording and he was like yeah i just want to say that i love uh, being on Radio and, uh, it was like he was. It was like he was in that uh, Anna Gasteyer, uh, yes, Alec Baldwin, sweaty balls, sweaty balls sketch. Yeah, it was like he was in that sweaty ball sketch. I just wanna, I just wanna put those sweaty balls in my mouth. I can't wait to eat your sweaty balls. So, so fucking yeah, I love that. I love that sketch. That was such a funny sketch. Like public, they were like a public access. Yes, we just want to say that I loved him. How do you, how do you like to, how do you like to eat your sweaty balls? Oh, I love it to just pop them in my mouth. I open my mouth real wide, and I throw those sweaty balls in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, we never counted into the song, though. Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's a story We are, we are fortunate and blessed to have uh, our co-star Johnny C. McGinley on. Uh, my plan um, was originally to have Johnny on for my screw-up, but because of Donald's work schedule and COVID and changing everything around, it didn't work out because uh, we, we actually ended up recording at the last minute. And I, li I literally called Josh Raiden. I was like, will you be our guest? So, Johnny, I just wanted to start off and talk about your impressions this many years later seeing my screw-up. You know, what, what many of the fans think is is one of the finest uh, episodes we did in nine years. And it's certainly at the center of it is is your incredible performance. And Great performance. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it, um, watching it this many years later. Um, well, I can't I can't start with I mean, I, I went through the episode and the the first notes and I'll just bang. Them, I'll just bang them out with you. And some. Well, no, you guys didn't really touch on on these uh with Joshi, so these will be uh, relatively fresh. 
I thought that Krista looked absolutely, she always looks beautiful, but I thought Krista looked, I guess she was between kids mm-hmm. and she's just killing her jeans, killing it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she just looked like a smoke show. Yeah. Yeah. Zachy, the golf club to the nuts. I completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah. And what the heck did you did you have on a big steel plate or something? I must have had a big cup on, obviously. And uh, no, more yeah. than a cup because she. You can't uh, take that without it, man. There's no, no way. Because, but also Tara, bless her heart, she may not be the most gifted physical comedian. So <laughs> I'm sure that club was just coming back. I don't remember it at all, but I do. I can assure you, I had a cup on. There was a handful of times when I would be doing stunts and they'd be like, I think you want a cup for this one. And I'd be like, I just want a cup for all of them, just in case. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's like, that's like they, they, they have a thing called a, um, it's a girdle that you can put on that's from in football. It's almost, it's a steel from football, but it's called a tortoiseshell. tortoiseshell. And you can put a tortoiseshell girdle on and it protects your hips and your lower back and it doesn't read. It's just a thin piece of plastic. And you just put on... You put on the tortoiseshell, your 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 life is going to be better. Yeah, right. I think I I think once you infinitely got, better. Yeah, you never. I don't remember that one at all. I don't even know if that was a real club or if they gave a foam end to it or not. But uh, yeah, she did take a whack to my groin. Uh, also, you tearing into the photo is almost like some. I don't know if you are versed enough in Jerry Lewis, and that's not condescending. There's some people who don't like Jerry Lewis. He's a really great physical comedian. And you try to tear into the photo. It's completely <laughs> self-generated. And it's completely committed. And it it totally caught me off guard. And so he's such a weakling. He can't rip the... Ooh, I'm like doing that noise. Ooh. Wait, hold on. Have you ever tried to rip a Polaroid? That shit ain't easy. Absolutely. That shit it's ain't impossible. easy now. That right. shit ain't easy. Hold on. <laughs> right, right. So let's let's give JD some credit. It is very difficult to rip a Polaroid. When Brendan says you've slept with both, we have something in common. You've slept with both of my sisters. We have something in common. That's just Bill being devious. Yeah. 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 The man has a twisted, uh, twisted. And then he circles back to the joke later on when he, you guys are walking down the hall and he says, uh, I, I find Danny to be more of a, of a, a and or something? The, yeah, yeah, and Chris is more brutal. And it just makes you so – it makes you – you, Zach, you can see it's just making you uncomfortable. Well, they really do talk not like you – know, Krista and her brother and uh, and Bill are all close. You know, they must have obviously been the inspo for, for some of this. And there's definitely times where you're like so cringy around them because they do not censor themselves. They're a lot like that. Uh, I thought when, when uh, somebody – oh, te- there goes – Mrs. Carla Buttface. Uh, it made me laugh. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. It's a stupid joke, but it, because who, for who? the fans, if you're listening, if you don't remember, Donald's the plan is he's going to have his mole removed, and they're going to graft skin from his ass. Butt. And so everyone starts saying, "Well, your name's going to be Buttface." Then <laughs> my name will not be Buttface. It's not going to happen. Turk runs around the hospital, but you will not be calling me Buttface. It's not going to happen. And Ellie goes to town with it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I thought I thought it was interesting that, that the writers snuck in that Cox had been there for sixty straight hours. I guess most of us have never worked sixty straight hours, and so I thought that was interesting. And I'm sure that must have been a gold mine nugget for me back when I was breaking this thing down. That when when Brendan does that incompetent puppets thing with Sarah, yeah. it looks effortless. Yeah. The two of them, it's just effortless. That was yeah. such a great moment for both of them. Yeah, and then I mean, what what really kills it though is 
her walking away and him falling off the counter like he's still tethered to her. You know what I mean? It, it was it, it, yeah. effort, the two of them. I, yeah, they're just both really. I mean, I think Sarah walks on water, but Brendan also. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. And watching the episode, you forget how charming this. Like this man was a, he's a movie star. You know what I mean? Like big time movie star, biggest yeah. movies, some of the biggest movies of all time. And so you forget you. You know, you get caught up in the fact that you're just working with another actor, but you forget there's a reason why this person right. has all of this stuff behind him, all of this energy behind him. And when you watch it on screen and it shows, you're it's all you're always reminded. Like so, watching this episode, like right away, it was like holy shit. Brandon, but it's kind of a fire. It's kind of a a self serving, kind of a self rewarding epiphany when you see it. And then you get to realize it. You think, well, Brendan's so handsome and he's so talented, blah, blah, blah. And then he just knocks off a, a dumb puppet show with, with Sarah right. in the middle of the day. They're shooting. It's a 14-hour day. And they just they crush it. Right. Johnny, do you um, did you have the experience watching this knowing the reveal at the end in a new way? Because Do neither Donald nor I had, had seen it you know, since we made it, really. And it was kind of fun to see all the little... Easter egg hidden moments, um, you know, knowing knowing the reveal that you wouldn't know if it was your first time. A hundred percent. But what all, what really struck me was the how seamless the ensemble is. Everybody, this is season three. Uh, it's the middle of the season, and the writers are cooking. I guess Garrett and Neil wrote it. Yes. And, yeah, they did. And and Chris Koch is in really good form directing this thing. Mm -hmm. And he knows to let the horses run. And and every everybody, Judy and, and Donald and Zachy kind of lifting the whole first act, kind of carrying the first act. You know, the pass out through the bushes is it's fantastic. It's great. And it it looks like you it looks like he scared the living shit out of you when he jumps on that car. <laughs> I think he did. I think he I, I think there was just a giant pad back there and I just fucking leapt into the air backwards onto it. It was awesome. It just establishes a ton of things. It doesn't look like you're acting. It looks like someone scared the piss out of you. And that that's I call it setting the table. That sets the table. And that largely that tells us a ton about your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Um I, 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 I was struck by how great uh, the whole the ensemble is in it, and uh, I heard Donald talking about that scene with Kenny in the closet, and he's just he, he's money. Yeah, dude, it's like yeah. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, he's just money. Yeah, and you know he has to affect this crazy, almost caricature sometimes. And then when he wants to shift down into it, you you can see that he ran the Shakespeare Festival down in Louisville. Dude, you know he, he was freaking. You know he was a freak. There's nothing. There's nothing non-veteran about him. And it's that Chris that Chris Koch let him have a no look at the end of that scene uh, where where Judy thanks him or or whatever the button is on the scene, and he just does a no look exit, and it's so clean, and he doesn't have to look back to. To, to accept her gratitude or anything. He's done. He said what he needs to say. Now he's leaving. And it's just really clean. It's and a special moment, too, because, you know, like you said, I think Ken even articulated this when he was on the show, particularly he was talking about season one. He felt that he didn't really like it. He felt he was too cartoonish and, and, he, and he wished he'd been directed to be smaller. 
I, I, you know, we think he's hilarious and all of it's perfect. But when you do, when, when Kelso does get a moment like this, finally in season three, where it's just Ken being able to drop in and be a real, completely empathetic human being, uh, it, it, you, you, you really get a glimpse of the level of actor that, that he is. It's a, it's a, it's like, for sure. you know, I, I, I was watching TV the other night and Ken was on deep uh, Star Trek generation, next generation. And he's working with Will Wheaton in on the show, and it's a it's a younger Ken Jenkins. It's not you know Ken Jenkins when he was doing Scrubs and after. It's a much younger Ken Jenkins. And I remember thinking, holy, you know, he still he had the, he had he had the chops back then to do Star Trek isn't no easy feat. You know what I mean? If everybody could, you know, Star Trek in some ways is like Shakespeare. You got to talk science and sound convincing in a lot of ways. Ken was able to do it. No problem. It's an easy thing. You watch movies like Courage Under Fire, and he's in scenes with Denzel Washington, and you're like, holy shit. Ken freaking, this is something, he's been doing this forever. I can't express it enough. I've said it from the beginning. He's like the MVP of our crew, man, because he takes he takes the hate. He's the character that everybody loves to hate. He's just the MVP. Like, whenever the hospital is against the whole the whole cast, it's usually Ken's character. It's usually Kelso's character who pulls everybody back in to figure shit out. You know what I mean? You would think it would be uh, Cox, or you would think it would be the go-to mentor, but whenever the hospital's kicking our ass, and not Ken, he's the one that usually turns it turns us around. All right, well, let's segue, Johnny, to the to the end, because uh, we want to spend a, a lot of time on, on the next episode. So let's talk about this. First of all, your performance... I join millions of people in saying this is a very, very fine performance you give in this episode. And, um, you know, some of everyone's I, I posted this on Twitter uh, um, the, the other day. I said, we're going to be discussing this moment. And it was a still of you and me, the moment you have the realization. And, and, and the overwhelming response was like, I'm not ready to cry. I'm not ready to cry. I, I can't deal with it. This many years later, I'm still going to sob. Um, so just talk about in particular that, that funeral scene. I mean, you just, that moment gives me goosebumps even describing it. But when, when, when I, when I say, where do you think we are? And you have this realization. Well, I was, uh, I heard Donald the other day talking about going through his divorce and I was, uh, I was shoulder deep in a divorce and I was feeling horribly inadequate as a dad to a special needs child. And I was going to the shrink whenever I wasn't on the set. I was uh, working with Barry and I was trying to wade myself. I was trying to chart a course through what was really confusing to me as a, I'll make it up, a 40 year old man who was, uh, I, I never been more, uh, had my chops finer as an actor. And then off the set, I felt like a complete and utter failure and I was trying to reconcile that every single waking second. And so when I got to do this scene, uh, a lot of the inadequacies that were profoundly right in the front of my skull uh, were resonating. And so when you guys touched me, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it together. Uh, I wrote, I wrote down in my notebook that there, that my tribe is scattered and, it's from a poem that I found at that time. It's in my notebook. Um, it's called The Layers by Stanley Kunitz. I'll read it to you. 
And this was what was going through my head, or I was trying to keep this in my head. And then all of all I could think about was uh, what 40 years of trying to do the right thing had led up to when feeling like a, an abject failure as a father and a husband and uh, coming back to this house every night solo and the whole thing, uh, it felt like the floor dropped out in season three and that Billy wrote this uh, for Cox's arc um, dealt w more with loss and the loss that I was trying to reconcile was what do you, what's, what's this adding up to? If, if I couldn't uh, be everything, whatever I perceived as possible to uh, a two or three year old with special needs and uh, a failed marriage. And so uh, I came across this thing, the layers, as I'm always searching for ways that, that resonate for me. And it's by a guy named Stanley Kunitz. And he goes, I have walked through many lives, some of them my own, and I am not who I was though some principle of being abides from which I struggle not to stray. When I look behind as I'm compelled to look before I can gather strength to proceed on my journey, I see the milestones dwindling toward the horizon and the slow fires trailing from the abandoned campsites over which scavenger angels wheel on heavy wings. Oh, I have made a tribe out of my true affections and my tribe is scattered. How shall the heart be reconciled to its feast of losses in a rising wind, the manic dust of my friends, those who fell along the way, bitterly stings my fate. Yet I turn, I turn, exalting somewhat with my will intact to go wherever I need to go, and every stone on the road precious to me. In my darkest night, when the moon's covered and I roam through the wreckage, a nimbus-clouded voice directed me, live in the layers, not on the litter. And though I lack the art to decipher it, no doubt the next chapter of my book of transformations is already written. And I am not done with my changes. And that's what I brought to that funeral. Wow. And it resonates beautiful. to me for me to this day. And I because I couldn't organize what I couldn't organize what was going on in the shrink's office every day away from the set. And so I needed to lean into Kunitz's piece. And then you guys were unbelievably supportive. And uh, I w we had Olympia Dukakis as a master teacher at NYU. And one of her th whole things about weeping in front of the class, which is all actors want to do, she used to say that in Vegas terms, when you go to Vegas, there's a shoe, which is about eight decks of cards. And they're all shuffled. And she always told, told us to keep a few in the shoe. And I tried. I tried. But... I couldn't keep it together. Yeah. It's tough. That's a, that's a very hard. You know, there are some actors who can do that, and God bless them, man. That's why they win awards and the freaking Academy Awards and stuff. But once I get to the point where I release, it's coming out. It's coming. It's not stopping. I'm sorry. I wish I could stop it. I wish I could pull it back in and then regenerate that energy again. But once it starts, it's like keep let's roll just keep rolling and start all over or however we need to get this because i'm gonna keep I, I i can't stop crying i have such a hard time at that you point. know what's really powerful johnny when the camera pushes in on you and you're crying and and uh you allow jd to put his hand on your shoulder i thought that was very moving because that's all that's all you're going to allow and that's all jd you know reads the moment and that's all it's appropriate obviously and then the camera pushes in on you and you're crying, but you also see your jaw, your classic Johnny C jaw moving. 
Um, and I was thinking that like Cox uh, is 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 just going to be as still and stoic as he can, but he as he usually is. But he can't control the fact that these tears are just going to start streaming down his face. And so I, my interpretation was the muscles in your face were like it was everything he could do to try and fight the emotion. But he, but he was losing that battle, and they were just going to fly down his face. I could hear Olympia saying, keep a few in the shoe, and yeah. I was battling. And I love when we can see actors battle against shit. But I'll, yeah. I will also tell you, in, in all fairness, when when I think Krista first and then, and then you touched me, I, there was no Cox there. That, I was craving human engagement. I, that wasn't Cox. That was, mm. that was McKinley. I was like, somebody fucking give me a hug. Yeah, and none right. of that was written. We just kind of like, I think we both... Krista and I um, figured out what we would do in that situation, you know? It's a powerful thing that Jordan, the way Jordan is, you know, she's selfless in a sit in this situation where, you know, she lost her brother, but she understands that Cox is hurting way more than she is. You know, she might be hurting just as much as he is, but she's willing to sacrifice that pain and push that pain down. Now we're, we're kind of jumping into the next episode, but she's willing to sacrifice that pain and push it down, uh, bury it uh, to support her fragile husband and that, mm -hmm. or fragile boyfriend. And I thought that was, I thought that was really powerful. I thought that was very, uh, very, 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 you, we didn't, we don't ever see that of Jordan, you know? And, mm. and. Uh, well, I think, you know, if you think, if you take the inspiration Jordan is like Krista in in a lot of ways. Well, I was going to say, you know, it took a while for Krista to warm up, too. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I'll tell you, Krista has a lot in common with Jordan. She's obviously written for her, and she can be very tough and, and hardened. Yeah. Um, but then when you get to know her and the moment calls for her, you will not find a more loyal, loving, caring, Absolutely. supportive person. Absolutely. I mean, I've had some dark moments in my life, and that woman has always been there for me and mm -hmm. said, come over, and we're going to have wine, and we're going to talk. And she, and so, uh, I, I, you know, just like the, just like Krista, I think Jordan knew in this particular moment, even though it's my brother, I'm, it isn't hitting me like it's hitting my, the person I love. So forget my needs. I'm going to take care of this man, you know? Mm. Selfless. I had, yeah. I, I was, uh, I'm very comfortable in, in post. I had a post production company in the Brill Building for almost 15 years, and as you guys know, I used to go. The editing department was right in the hospital where we were shooting, and I used to go down there with Rick Blue and uh, John Michelle and and watch stuff because if I didn't have anything to do, I, I wanted to pester them. And so I saw the moment where Zachy goes, where do you think you are? And then it's a two shot and Cox turns towards the lens and he figures it out. And John Michelle had cut off him way too quick before he realized where he was. Mm. And I said, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay on Cox until he does that dopey smile, acknowledging that he knows where he is. And it's an, I said, even if it's an ad of two seconds, take it, take it somewhere else, take it away somewhere else. And you could argue over two and a half seconds like the Magna Carta because the show was so tight. And to his eternal credit, he stays on Cox and Zaki until Cox realizes, and he, he does that kind of smile, uh, that this is not a kid's birthday party. This is, in fact, a funeral. And that's what changed the whole episode for me, mm. that John Michelle stayed on him long enough so we could see this guy arrive at a conclusion 
in, instead of just banging to that, that big crane shot, which is what yeah. we go to next. And we got to see this guy arrive at a, a, what's going on. And yeah. when John Michelle did that, it changed the whole thing to me. It's also a nice cut that shows that Ben's no longer there. That's really gratifying. Um, yeah, was, I mean that's yeah. the that's the you know those two moments combined are the holy shit moment. That big reveal, you know, we were. I I, I know you were talking about it. It it struck me so different, man. It's like there's so many hints and so many clues that he's not there. Uh, one being the camera. Johnny, one, you did know you know I mean? the camera one? I didn't really know the camera one until I read it on on the web. No, what's the camera one? So he says, uh, you say you still messing around with that stupid cameras all the time. And he goes, I'll be taking pictures till the day I die. And the moment, totally he shows, the moment he shows up as a hallucination, he no longer has a camera with him anymore. Missed it till you just told me. I had to say I read it online. I didn't get it myself, but it's great. Um, all right. Why don't we segue, Donald, yes. as yeah. good podcast host? Should we take a break? Probably, Daniel. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, get we'll into, dive our into rundown. Um, the new one, which is um, the episode is called "My Tormented Mentor." We'll be right back after these fine words. Did you know that forty-six percent of us don't take all our vacation days, even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. 
relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash real friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. And we're back! We're back. With, we, well, listen, do we not deliver? You guys said uh, we want more John C. McGinley, and here he is. We delivered. And uh, we're going to talk about a great episode that uh, continues Cox's recovering from losing his best friend, My Tormented Mentor, which introduces a new character named Dr. Grace Miller, played by Bellamy Young. Mm-hmm. She's uh, She gets the gorgeous woman scrubs intro, only to reveal that she's sort of the female equivalent, tough-ass, talking Dr. Cox type. Do you want me to do the recap, or would you rather? I do. I was just just trying to to get a Bellamy shout out in there, and I'm just, um, I, you know, because usually what happens is I do a recap, and then we start talking about the. Episode. I'm sorry, Donald. I got excited to introduce Bellamy Young, but let me get my stopwatch out. I too am a Bellamy Young fan. I only Watched do the scandal. Stop, I I only do this uh, stopwatch thing for the guy who makes the graph. It's the really only reason I keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready? On your marks, get set, go. Cox is having a hard time getting over Ben's death. JD wants to be the shoulder Cox needs to lean on. There's a new boss in the OR, and all the scalpel jockeys don't know how to act around her. All the women in the hospital are frustrated and fed up with the lack of respect they receive from their male counterparts. It's a conversation that's been on the table for decades and still needs to be addressed. After all these years, equality in the workplace still hasn't come to fruition. This is one of those issues that will be addressed until the matter is settled, and I'm all for that. Amen. Donald, 35 seconds, graph guy. It's fascinating that we're having these conversations um, back when we were doing this in 2004. Um, And of course, they've become so much more um, in the public discourse now with, with the Me Too movement. But here we are um, in in 2004, they're having to put out a sort of a suggestion box type thing where if you're feeling like you're being sexually harassed, you can report people. Um, And the the two main people uh, in the room are Kelso and the Todd. Yes. Well, we knew the Todd would be in there. 
Yeah. And we kind of knew that Kelso would be in there. Yeah. You know, I don't, but we I didn't know that Cox was going to be in there. Well, Cox is in there for calling me girls' names. It's not nearly as egregious as the shit that the Todd's. It's said. nowhere near as egregious. <laughs> <laughs> the egregious, the transgression is on you, Zachy. Well, I thought it was pretty funny that. Um, I mean, they they decided to make Todd so fucking stupid. He's washing the dude his hands. <laughs> the dude. Not only is he one, he can't spell. We learned that Todd is a dummy. He can't spell. No, he's Two. washing his hands. He's a surgeon. He's washing his hands with gloves on. Right, but I think right, but he. I think he right. What a moron! Not only that, he goes to the sexual harassment meeting with an "I love vagina" T-shirt. On. <laughs> what but kind I mean, of moron is that? It's a great T-shirt. I gotta, I gotta circle back. I can't remember if you guys told the story or if our creator. Uh, that's how I'm gonna refer to Billy from now on. Is if our creator told the story. Um, but when when we first started. Uh, Early on, Billy gathered everybody in what is the cafeteria uh, where we share. It's the biggest room in the hospital. The whole cast and crew, and I'll make it up, there's 110 people or so. And he did his no asshole policy speech. And what he meant was you don't have to come to work and, and, uh, and be on pins and needles, but you have to come to work and treat each other with respect. And Billy, who does not like confrontation and, and is not Mr. Tough Guy, when he laid that down, he meant it. And so if you come to work and you're an asshole, and this circles right back into the sexual harassment, but he wasn't just talking about sexual harassment, uh, that if you can't be nice to each other, you will be fired. And subsequently, a couple of people were for breaking the no asshole policy. And I've brought that with me to the couple of different things that I've produced since. I bring the cast and crew around. I'm sure not as elegant and graceful as Billy doing it, but if you can't be nice, and Billy knew one thing we didn't, that we were going to be there for quite a while, as far as years go, and he introduced the no asshole policy, and I've stolen it on everything I do. Mm. Everything I produce, I tell the cast and crew, there's a no asshole policy here. You can do whatever you want, but be nice or I'm going to fire you. Yeah, that's great. You know, I just can't so understand. Billy put his mouth, money where his mouth was. I don't understand how you can go to work and just be an asshole. Like what because is it? There's what a is lot it? of pricks out there. There's a lot of assholes out there. You know, whenever I started, 100%. whenever you start a new job, um, I had a friend who would always be like, "Who's the asshole?" And like you'd have to find out who they were. <laughs> so let me ask a question, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, I want to ask this question: If somebody's being an asshole, right? Is it just you're fired, or if somebody's being an asshole, at what point does it become? All right, I can't take this anymore. You are going to be escorted out of here. Well, you, have to, you can't just willy nilly. You can't just willy nilly fire people. You have to. Correct. They have to be doing something that is affecting the workplace. And obviously, in, in this obviously in this case, it's sexual uh, harassment. But it could be, um, you know, just being a especially on a movie set, someone who's just bringing a toxic energy and 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 making everyone not do their their best. Um, mm. There are lots of times when characters get written off of shows and uh it's for no other reason Absolutely. than everyone was like fuck this what, what yeah, and know, by the way this is not exclusive to actors because the I was about to say got fired were, on, were, services yeah i was about to say and, some of these people were not actors yo no i don't think any of them were actors but i'm saying I was, I was using this the uh the story of the times that when you hear like creative differences that often means uh the person they just were an asshole right. <laughs> Right. I always thought it meant they just saw differently than the director saw. But yeah, I get it. it well, definitely... I mean, sometimes that or, or, you know, 
a lot of times when it's like date uh, uh, date conflicts, it's like no. They were an ass. There's no dates conflicts. The dates didn't conflict. The person was. An I gotta asshole. tell you, I thought Laverne had a couple of uh, a couple of uh, one liners here that dropped me. The Hilton sisters thing. Yes. When she goes all the way around, sugar, and yeah, then so she, she, when she when she drops, Mr. Roberts likes to wear my brassiers. Yeah. And she does it so dead, so dead. So if Laverne's story is true, and we don't really know. <laughs> Um, um, Mr. and Mrs. Hilton named their two daughters after Laverne's breasts. Now, I, I'm not sure how that would have transpired. <laughs> but she just kills it. Yeah, she's very funny. Um, also, Todd's unibrow made me... That was for some reason, that made me laugh. No my disrespect wax- to anybody's unibrow, but that made me laugh. He said, my waxer's in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Get yeah. another one! <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I mean, why does Todd just randomly have a unibrow? There's no other reference to it. It's just, it's just. The... <laughs> That's writers climbing the wall in season three. <laughs> I lo- I would love. I think it'd be the funniest thing to be in the writers room. And be like, all right, who's going to be in charge of writing the Todd jokes for this episode? <laughs> it's so. Do fun you know? To write uh, do you know that uh, the writers' rooms? There were two before the strike. There were seven in each room. And Bill would leapfrog back and forth as each episode was written. It was the psychiatric ward of the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the energy sense. that was stored in those rooms. Absolutely. Um, how about when when Donald goes to Todd, hot chick at twelve o'clock, and he looks he up. looks up, <laughs> and he looks up. What a moron! There's a hot chick on the ceiling. Right, he's a moron. <laughs> So the janitor and Ted, we learn. Um, yes, they, one of the. This is a joke that not a lot of people paid attention to. Not a lot of people paid attention to this joke because this joke should have been running for ever. I agree. I know. This I agree. is a joke that could have gone on and on and on and on and on. We learn that the janitor and Ted uh, frequent a Korean <laughs> singles night at a Korean church, and the janitor brings the date to the work the next day. I, I, I mean. I, are we supposed to infer that she slept over? <laughs> and also, it turns out that he's multilingual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They both are. They yeah. both are. They both are. <laughs> yeah. They both know. T- well, they both know enough conversational Korean, Johnny, to hit on on Korean single women. <laughs> I get It's 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 not unusual, but for some reason, uh, I guess because I don't get to watch them all, but when every time Sam opens his mouth in this oh. freaking episode, I'm I'm dying when it's he dumps episode. that fucking. The uh, cookie and the coffee thing. Yeah, yeah. There would have been such a great spinoff of all the secondary characters, legal custodians. It would have been great. Legal custodians, but I mean, like going into the lives of you know, I don't know. You know how these days a show will do something like a totally different episode. You know, there was an episode of Master of None that was went off and started following people that had never been in the show before. And then at the end it had a, it had a purpose and it was really cool. If we were making this show today, you could do a whole episode where it was like, we just follow Sam. And like, it's like, he's not even in the hospital. <laughs> he has like, the, he has like the week off. I just want to follow a week of Ted's life. Oh my God. <laughs> Donald, I got to tell you, I've told you this before, but you dancing is the biggest gift to the writer's room in the history of the world. Yeah. They use it with everything. It's right. it's we need we need we need a special moment. Donald dance. It was good though. It was gold. I'd forgotten. It's great. You know, your other one gets so much attention. I didn't remember this moment. 
I didn't either. I didn't remember it either. Now, are you singing uh, MC Hammer? Yes. But is Hammer playing on the boombox, or is it you playing Hammer on the boombox? No, it's 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 not Hammer on the on the. It's not Hammer. She calls me Hammer because of my dancing. Oh, but is there a rap going, or you're just rapping? What are you? Are you rapping? I forgot. I think there's a rap going. I think there's music. I only ask because on Scrubs Wiki it says um, that. It's Here Comes the Hammer, originally by Hammer, performed by Donald Faison. Hmm. Uh, that's not true. It's not true? No, that wasn't me rapping. That oh, wasn't okay. my that All wasn't right, my Scrubs voice. Wiki. Um, well, what's, what's his name? Trevor? Yeah, Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Get it together. Trevor. Actually, let's try Trevor here, uh, Daniel and Joelle. Uh, Trevor, do you know that that's... There's, sorry, we've, we've discovered a mistake on Scrubs Wiki. Uh, and you can, you can try and defend it right now if you want to, Trevor. Yeah, try. Trevor, how would you let such a horrible mistake get through on Scrubs Wiki? That is not Donald rapping as MC Hammer. Are you saying all African-Americans sound alike, Trevor? Oh! <laughs> Trev! Trev! You don't have to answer that! <laughs> You don't have to answer that. You it's walk right. away from that one because you're in trouble if you answer that one. All right. I mean, he's, been, he's been disciplined. There's no way to answer that. Hey there, Zach, Donald, Joel, and Daniel. It's the internet. It's littered with misinformation. Apologies about the error on the wiki. I fixed the edit that Donald was the one rapping. I think I was just mesmerized by his dancing. Johnny, yeah. is that a Star Wars pinball machine in your background? It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God, Donald, did you know that? And an Indiana Jones one. Oh my God, Donald, did you know that? Yeah, he showed it to me. Oh, okay. How was um, the golf game, uh, Johnny? Uh, was was it fun to to swing the axe with Donald? I like to play by myself because um, I like to play against the course and see how close I can get to par. That's kind of the way I play golf because I don't bet and I don't drink on the golf course. And so a kindred spirit is Donald, who obviously is a much better athlete than I am. He has better feet. He has better hands. He has a better swing. And to be able to be with him for an hour and a half was spectacular. It was amazing, man. It was such a good time. And I wish I can get back there. It's just that for some reason now, every Thursday or Wednesday, I'm fucking working, it seems like. I don't know That's how this happened. That's a good problem. It's a great That's conflict. A good conflict. But no, wait, out of Johnny, nowhere. I love that you invite him to a nice course because this guy is often playing not the nicest courses and he loves golf so much. So if you anytime you can bring him to one of those swanky places as as his as his friend. I want him I, to join. I want to join, man. I want to join. But we are in a pandemic right now and my wife ain't letting me spend no money. I will say that when when you and Sarah are talking about the conflict between a female doctor or an African American doctor. And then Dr. Rhodes walks by. Yeah. <laughs> and you give her props. Yeah. I, I don't I don't remember this stuff. And so what I, I do it smacks me. It's great. That I do remember that. I remember that one. I did remember. Wait, who wrote this? This was uh Gabby Angela? Allen. No, Gabby Allen. Gabby wrote it. Yeah. Gabby got skills. Yes, she does. Um, we had her on did you hear her on the show? No. We had Gabby on the show. She didn't watch the episode. She missed, she missed <laughs> the memo. Oh, that now I got something to listen to tomorrow morning. Uh, she missed the memo that, it, that you were supposed to watch the episode before she came on. So she came on. But she came. But she came on the show and she was like, "I love the podcast. It's such a great podcast." But she had never listened to it ever. Yeah, she's she has <laughs> talent. She has more talent in her pinky than I have my whole goddamn body. So she, 
yeah, I remember can... this. Em, uh, the two guest ladies who were playing uh, Jordan's friends. Uh, oh yeah, em, how'd you do with them? Uh, they were very nice. But here's the conundrum. I sound like you. Here's the conundrum. And ah! Beth Davids, who played one of them, had a horrible cold, like like should have been in bed cold. Wow. And they had to mount me in that vampire fantasy. And I remember thinking, like, this is, I'm so going to get, like, obviously, normally when you see someone who's super sick and they're like, sorry, I'm saying, you're like, go away, go away, don't come near me. I had to, like, make out with this woman. And so she's, like, mounting me um, with her, I should be in bed cold and chomping on my neck. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm so fucked. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Well, this was back in the day before you could get knocked on your ass from shit like this. So she goes on to would... either she goes on to either have already done or will do Schindler's List. I think she had already done. It? Yeah, she had done it already. Yeah. What year is uh is that? Daniel, can you look that know. up for us real quick? What year is Schindler's she's List? She's spectacular in Schindler's List. Um. Yeah, she's got a big career. She's been in lots of things. Um, Ninety-three. Oh yeah, so that was a long time. And who was who was the other uh, young woman who was? Her, uh, I have Scrubs uh, Wiki open. I can the, tell you, uh, the Julie, duo there, the... Julie Warner. Oh right, and she she played with Michael J. Fox in Doc Hollywood, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, is that they, possible? They were they were I'll great, look. and they were great, and and did a fun job. But my memory is that she had to. Oh, they're pay. both pros. Yeah, she yeah, had, yeah. She had to be a real trooper because she just had to do it, and I had to um, pray to. Yahweh, that um, I didn't get sick. Uh, yeah, you're right. Doc Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, did you laugh when I hide in the cabinet amongst the stuffed animals like E.T.? <laughs> <laughs> Always funny. Always funny. Um, I like I when, thought um, young Bob Kelso doing Foxy <laughs> Enid was uh, worth... Worth it, and and then and then Todd listening to Annie of all things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so- the writers decided he was listening to Annie. Well, I think they were trying to say, I don't know, what were they trying to say? His father. That it is a hard. That his father was a. That his father was hard on him, so that when he came out of it, he goes, "It was a hard knock life." Yeah, oh, but that's no, why. no, but his father was like supposed to be like Todd, but then, but Todd's not listening. Todd's listening to the Annie soundtrack, so I don't, yeah. I don't really understand the fantasy. But his dad's not like Todd. His his dad's drinking beer and all of that stuff. His 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 dad's like it seemed like his dad was an abusive dad. No, his dad was talking. Wasn't his dad saying something about women? And we're supposed to be like, that's where he got it from. But then Todd's like, Dad, I'm listening to Annie. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I so. I don't understand. I don't also, Zachy, when you carry, I love when actors have a preoccupation. In other words, something that's happening outside of frame for the character. And so you, when you bring in. Uh, you're a canary in the coal mine here, or I'm sorry, you're the you're the cat who ate the canary. When you come in and you you're going, you know you already reported Cox for sexual harassment, <laughs> but you but you don't tell him, and then Ted comes in and pays it off. It's you look like you have the secrets to some unbelievably crazy thing, That's and it's just, it's great, it, and the lens just devours that stuff. Oh man. Yeah, I wondered. I was like, why is he running off so fast? Why is he doing this? <laughs> and then Ted comes up and explains it. How about the fact that Todd is actually proud of his sexual harassment compliments? Yeah. 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 He says, she says 47 or whatever the number and is. He goes, yes. Um, and, and Judy goes, uh, the term melons is just as bad as sweater meat. <laughs> <laughs> sweater and, meat? And, and, as as usual, I, I don't want to um, get in trouble for uh, not for se- separating this, but Judy looks absolutely spectacular. Yes. Always. Not that always. she doesn't always, okay? I want to get that. But no. she looks absolutely spectacular. Yeah, she's a knockout. Yeah. She's a knockout, our Judy Reyes. 
I I love the fact that she's put in charge of the sexual harassment meetings and can't get anybody to show up to the to the meetings. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the only I think she got everyone that was in the box, right? She got she, she gets got everyone the... in the box, <laughs> and then she has to explain to them why they're there. And I don't I don't get the Todd one. I do get the Ken one. I do get the Ken one. He's from another era. But Todd should be out on his ass, dude. I'm sorry. Well, that dude Todd, should be out Todd, on his ass. Todd would be so fired in 2020. Oh my god. We used to have these oh. big uh, meetings, and Johnny mentioned the no asshole policy meetings. But we would also uh, have a uh, sexual harassment meeting. Oh, that's right. And um, they were really uh, hilarious, not because of the material which everyone you know was digesting, but the questions that were get asked, many by Donald, which were very funny. Those are the least effective seminars in the history of seminars. Yeah, but um, it did. It did. Uh, it, we, well, until were you have so, well, until you have somebody ask a question that's like, oh boy, here we go. You know what well, I mean? Like uh, it was. There, funny, there were there were a couple of questions where it was you know there were a couple of questions that involved dogs. There were a couple of you know what I mean? Right. Like, it was like you can't put a like, you can't put a oh. whole room full of comedy writers and all of us in a room and be like, all right, you're just gonna. But it was good. The, the person who led it, I remember, was a funny person too, and yeah. so it it it, it was uh, it went fast. All right, the guest is here. Should we take a break? Let's do that. I will right, we'll be right back with a fancy, beautiful guest. Did you know that forty six percent of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. 
Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Okay, welcome back. And um, here comes Emily. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the one. The only. The only. Emily! Emily! (laughs) You're sorry. There you are. Emily. Oh, good. It looks like you were lying down. (laughs) Oh, hi, I wish Emily. I was lying down. Hi, Emily. Welcome <laughs> to the program. We have Johnny C. McGinley with us today. Hello, Em. That's amazing. Hi. <laughs> we're very, we're very happy you're joining us on, on the on the podcast. I don't know if you heard this, Johnny. We may have mentioned it before you came on, but we've just been told we are the most downloaded new comedy podcast of the year. 2020. 2020. Wow. Well done. Daniel. Daniel, Thank thunderous you. applause. Thunderous applause Daniel. And then maybe a timpani sort of finish to that Dale. Don't, don't, yeah like like the end of star wars don't 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 yeah. don't 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 emily uh, welcome to the program where are you calling from i am calling from shanghai china oh wow <laughs> oh, what time is it right like it's hot it's 6 a.m china oh, in wow. the house this is this is our first call from uh from china uh, it, it's my first call from China as well. Um, I'm in Shanghai right now. Uh, we just moved here on, uh, we left on Wednesday from the States. And I guess today is Saturday. I'm not sure. It's Saturday here, right? Yes, that would make sense. Did you guys have to quarantine and all of that stuff? Are you quarantining oh, right now? Yeah, no, I'm quarantining right now in a hotel. Right um, okay. Yeah, it was and a total what was the like- reason uh, for your life move to Shanghai? Uh, my husband's career. Okay. So we're coming here for a couple of years. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Are you, um, are, do you already resent him and hate him uh, or are you excited? <laughs> no, I'm actually a little worried that I'm going to embarrass him in some way. So that's what I'm mostly concerned about is that I'm going to be, because uh, I'm on the street while he's at work and I'm going to be like arguing with vendors and, you know, mm-hmm. just being a crazy American in Shanghai. <laughs> well, that sounds like a fun adventure. Did you learn the language at all yeah. or are you going to learn the language? No, it was kind of, uh, it wasn't, we weren't sure if it was going to all come together. So, you know, I've been working and raising kids and unable to really put in the time to study, but I did learn, I'm sorry, uh, Dwayne Bucci. You're going to be using so, that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get some basics down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't speak Chinese. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you speak you English? Yeah. Do you speak yeah. English? <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to spend, I, I can't work while I'm here. So I'm going to spend 
you know, however much time trying to get fluent. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Well, yeah, get one of those um, uh, apps. They have really uh, helpful apps. We, we, we advertise one. Don't you advertise? We advertise one. Yeah. Joel, what's the one we advertise? Babbel. Yeah. Yeah. We advertise Babbel. Get yourself some, get yourself. Yeah. Get yourself some Babbel. I'll get myself some. All right. Uh, Do you have a question for us, Emily? You have, uh, you have Daniel here, Donald, the legendary Johnny C. Anything. Go ahead. Yeah, so Donald, my question is actually for you. And yeah, finally, um, you know, I, so I've been I, I, on this <laughs> podcast for like however many episodes, and they don't ever ask me anything. They always ask Zach about well, that's Garden not State. True. That's not. And true. then, and then when, and then they start asking about kids and family, and they don't want to ask me. They want my wife to come on the yeah, show and true. come upstairs. That so part I, I, accept, I, I hope this is something that I can answer, and not something that I have to go get my wife for. Yeah. But let's go, Emily. It let's better go. be about the Dagobah. No, system. no, yeah. yeah. If it's about, if it's about Star Wars, I got you. If it's about Star Wars in China, I got you. All right, go ahead, Emily. Uh, My son's right over there. He's got a million Star Wars questions that I cannot answer, even though I'm a huge fan. Uh, Okay, so um, my question is, Donald, so I've been listening to the podcast, obviously, for since you guys guys started, and sometimes you guys burst into song, which I love, Um, but I've noticed that you, Donald, whenever you start singing something, you start singing it exactly at the right pitch that the song was written in. I do. And so, and that, you, I'll accept uh, yeah, that. But, <laughs> and so I was, and that's what I wanted to ask was, do you have perfect pitch or? I do something? now, Em. I'm going to tell you something right now, I do. Now I do. Holla at me. Any, any artist out there who needs like a cover of your song or you just want to do a collab with me, you heard it from Em. I got perfect pitch. I got you. You need, you need a, you need a, you need a Nate dog. You need a, you need something like that. I could say I got I got you know I got I got a little bit something like that I can't I can't I can't ever be the the late great Nate dog you can't ever mm. you can't ever 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 replace the late great Nate dog but I could sing a little something on your rap hooks. Um, Donald is self-deprecating <laughs> at times, but has the most incredible voice, and also he can seamlessly yeah. find the harmony too. He always knows See, how to that, find the yeah. right harmony, don't you, Donald? And that lends that lends to that theory. Right, yeah. I, uh, I, most people can't do that. They can't just come in right on the right note. I think so. a lot of people. I mean, no. especially if you can hear the music. Yeah, it's easy. But if you can't hear the music, you know, hey. Yeah. I don't know, man. Awesome. I, don't, I don't know. I I I appreciate you saying that. I'm gonna. Do be you want to sing a little something for Emily in Shanghai? Do you want to <laughs> sing like something for Christmas, like sleigh bells ring? Absolutely. Are you listening? Absolutely. Here we <laughs> go. Here we go. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Go ahead. But the fire is so delightful. Mm-hmm. And since there's no place to go, uh-huh. let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. That's all I know to the song. When we finally kiss hey. goodnight. Beautiful. Donald and I did a, uh, awesome. a, a rendition of uh, Baby It's Cold Outside years ago. That was great. That was a huge hit. Although now you can't really pl- sing yeah. that song anymore unless you change the lyrics. What's in this drink? That's problematic. <laughs> uh-huh. What about uh, lend right. me your Afro comb? That was funny though in our song. It's a fucking brush. Yeah, that. So the song, the lyric was, uh, <laughs> she says, "Hey, lend me your comb," and I in the song I said, "Hey, lend me your Afro comb," and he goes, "It's a fucking brush." <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen it, you got to go check it out. It was pretty funny. Donald, that was our first like. We just thought it would be a silly thing to do, and it went so viral. And I remember we went to Hawaii, and we were watching the YouTube count. Yeah, and we were like, "Oh my God, look what's happening!" It was like it was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, uh, Emily, do you have another question? 
I do. And, and, and Donald, I'm sorry, this is a parenting question, but I think you could probably answer yeah, this. Yeah, don't get Casey. Okay. She's not allowed on this one. Yeah. Johnny can too. So, Johnny, Johnny's also- Fuck a, you, I'm going to go get her now just because you did that. No, no, we oh, don't oh. need <laughs> Just because you did that, I'm going to get her. No, don't go get her. Don't go get her. Don't go I'll get be, her. I'm going to do it, man. Fuck you, no, man. No, fuck no, you. I have a feeling your fucking whole thing about getting Casey is going to fucking take a quick hit of the blunt. And we got Emily from fucking Shanghai. I'm not smoking weed. I'm going to get Chase. Hold on. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Sorry, Emily. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's oh, you can commence with your question. Yeah, Emily, begin your question. Oh, okay. Well, actually, first, I want to show you this. So in China, milk comes in a sack. Ah, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> like I thought that was cool. Okay. Um, what's your question? You don't have to wait for Casey. Emily, go ahead. Um, yeah, so my question was, um, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and a pretty soon-to-be-born-year-old, and it's just a big age difference between eight and a newborn, and I just wanted to ask how you manage, how you foster a relationship between your older kids and your very young kids, and how you- Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. She wants to know how you foster a relationship between your young kids and your old kids. Oh. That's Casey, yeah. Donald's wife. Hi. It broke. Yeah, it broke. I've been I've been doing this. Look, check this out. Oh my god. It broke. <laughs> he broke his headphones. Your voice Daniel, probably you broke it. Daniel, you gotta send my him voice broke it. Word. Your, that's, that's your, your loud joke. voice probably broke my your headphones. My loud voice broke my headphones. That's so funny. Oh my god, I forgot. The Casey, hi. um, you're our and uh, say hi to Johnny C. Casey. Hi, uh, Johnny. You look good. You look beautiful. Thank Normally, you. you're our go-to parenting question. We also have Johnny here who has uh, young children, but you go first. How do you foster a relationship between a an older child and a younger child. How do you how do you have them all be copacetic? You know what? Our situation was kind of crazy. Um, you know, Donald has older kids and we have our little ones. And Donald booked a job in on the East Coast. And a week before he left, the kid the older kids said, We're moving in. <laughs> and then Donald said, So the older kids are gonna move in and I'm gonna move to New York. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So um, we kind of just got thrown into it and and it was sink or swim. And thankfully we all swam. But um, you know what? I just am very, this is just my own thing. I grew up in a divorced family until mm. this day. No one has ever said a negative thing about the other. And so I'm a firm believer in awesome. not talking negatively, whether it's you know, someone's lazy or this or anything in front of my kids. So, yeah. <laughs> so that they just, they, they only see a positiveness from having a big brother and a big sister. And, um, cause we really didn't, we, it was rough. For it, was, us. it was rough at first. It was rough at first. And it came yeah. from a broken relationship too. Whereas, right. uh, my ex wife and I, we weren't, we didn't get along. And, uh, God rest her soul, she passed away. And with her passing, with her passing away, it opened up the relationship for myself and my older kids. And uh, you know, uh, this is always a difficult thing for me to talk about. But um, yeah, because we didn't we didn't have a relationship. We didn't have a relationship with them at all. And yeah. uh, not oh. well, we had a, a bit of a relationship, but it wasn't. You know, Casey didn't really know my daughter or my youngest uh, son before we had kids, and. Um, and so, mm. you know, the fact that she was able to do what she did and take care of, of my responsibilities when I was out of town, you know, helped out tremendously. Uh, and I feel like, I feel like now, and I could be wrong, honey, and if I'm wrong, you can totally correct me. 
but I feel like we're a well-oiled machine now because of it. And we all, you know, well, we, go, well go I think, I think a lot that helped us was that he was out of the equation. So we were forced, <laughs> and I mean that in a positive yeah. way, like we were forced to all develop our own relationship on our own without him right. overcompensating on this and overcompensating on that and worrying about, are you, did you check with them or did you hug them? Or, or did they check with did you? They check are they with respecting you? you? And, you know, so all that, you know, crap was out the window. It was more like, Hey, I'm in charge and we're all in this together and let's, let's do it. And, but I have to say where I don't, are these, are your kids the youngest or the oldest in your Well, situation? no, so no, sorry, I, I probably her, wasn't, all, these, these all, are all, they're all, her all kids. ours, but yeah, my son is just, my, my husband has a 10 year age gap between him and his brother and they don't, you know, they have a good relationship, but it's not close. Yeah. And I'm just worried that my son is gonna, who is going to be nine is going to not have as close of a relationship with his youngest sibling. Yeah. So. Well, well, I personally, video games is something I can't, I cannot stand. It was the one I just can't stand it. I think they rot my kids' brains, any kid, and I just am not for it. His son, the oldest one, is a huge gamer. And I had to, we fought so much about it, but it was the one thing that that my seven-year-old and the 18-year-old could connect on that, that you know. That's a good eight, point. An 18-year-old doesn't want to hang out with a seven-year-old, but when you're Frying yeah. your brain together, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so let them fry their brains together is the answer. Yeah, find yes. some, just that one thing, whether you like it or not, and just let them go to town on it. Really? Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I need to be more of a cool mom like that. You're right. <laughs> but lim- but limit it because it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the daughter, just if it's girls, you know, it was all about dancing. So. They just yeah. taught each other to dance. And, you know, my daughter looks up to her big sister like she's oh. the queen. So, it, so it's fine. Find like so it sounds like your answer is find things that they can find in common because obviously yeah. they, they will be able to find things that they like in common. Yeah. 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 I love that. Thank yeah. you. Nice right. to see you. That's great advice. Hey, guys. Thanks for letting me come back on, Zach. I love it when you come on. <laughs> I well, said, bullshit, motherfucker. Thing, You're a fucking said, liar, man. He's a fucking liar, babe. First thing I said to Donald, he was like, babe, can you come up real quick? I said, oh, God, what? He was like, no, oh, there's family stuff on. I was like, is Zach pissed? No, I, I, <laughs> and you were. Don't fucking lie. Don't lie. I Don't love it when you lie. come on. I just think that occasionally he can answer a parenting question without needing to call a friend. Well. This is a glimpse inside our marriage, guys. <laughs> there's, there's no occasionally where he can answer a parenting question. Oh, my God. All right. I would, oh, shit. You're not funny this, at all. Get out. I would watch this reality show. All right. Donald, it's time for Rubble. Shanghai's favorite segment of the show. It's, it's time, time to fix your life. All right, Emily. Right. You have some yeah. very wise minds here. How can we help you in any way fix your life? Do I need to go get Casey again? No. Okay. No, no. I think this. I think you're. I think you're capable here. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm more of an introvert, and now obviously I'm somewhere where I don't have any support socially or anything like that. So I'm going to have to make an effort and like make friends and stuff. I know y'all seem like extroverts to me, <laughs> at least. So do you have any tips on how to go out and um, 
make this you know city my home. And yeah, it's really simple. Figure it out. Get an OnlyFans page. No. It's the no. <laughs> God, God. God. You'll have Casey. the whole. Go get Casey. You'll have all. Um, the jo- oh, get Casey. Well, listen, Johnny. You, down. Johnny, actually, I think you could be good at this because when you go on location, you're you constantly are forced to start a new existence and figure out your way around. Do you have any tidbits when you get to a new place? What do you do uh, when, when when you settle in for a location? Donald, you just hey. recently did it with Jersey City as well. Go ahead. I have two answers. I have two answers. First, I wanted to revisit uh, Emily's first question. And I have the, the way I do it around here with, with the children is if you can make them feel equally valued. And the way you work backwards for making a child feel equally valued is if you can say out loud, out loud I love you the most because, and then there's an ellipsis. And for each child, if you can tell them why you love them the most, and it's an individuated package. So I love you the most because you make me laugh at night and you get best snuggles on the planet. And then Aww. for the five-year-old, uh, I love you the most for an entirely different reason because you're the greatest storyteller and no one else can touch some of the tales that you sow. And for the baby, even though he or she can't understand you, it's, I love you the most because and, and that. And then people start to pe- feel equally valued. You're not going to be able to manipulate how they feel and treat yeah. each other. Uh, that's that when they become individuals. Uh, your husband, who has a ten-year gap between his brother, that's not the parent. Mm-hmm. The parents had nothing to do with that. They're they're individuals. They get to feel that way. But you can foster an environment where people feel feel equally valued, and that's huge. If you could just foster that, it's huge in a tangible yeah. way, not in some granola way, in a tangible way. And right. as far as um, Pandemic notwithstanding, when I get to a new location, to Zach's question, um, I'm a foodie. And so I find a, a really nice, nice grocery store, whether it's a mom pod joint or, or a Whole Foods. And um, that's that's where I start. I start. I don't talk to anybody anyway, but I, I, I'm a grocery, <laughs> I barely talk to myself. And so uh, I, a grocery stores is where I start. I would think well, that you're going to awesome. have a. I think you're going to have a leg up because of the children. So I imagine the children will uh-huh. be in a in a school yeah. or some sort of program for maybe. Are they going to be in some school for expats? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. So that you're right. You're right. I'm going to have to be friends with all the other moms. That's what I'm. Yeah. Have no, to I do. think it's a good starting point for you to like the school. Seems like it will be a good a good a hub for you to to yeah. get acquainted. You know. And they can give you the lowdown, like, oh, this is a, this is a great place to take the kids, or this is a great restaurant yeah, for, for you sure. and your husband, all that stuff. Donald, go ahead. I would, I would. Don't think, mention uh, those restaurants in Hoboken again, please. <laughs> Yo, man, <laughs> I'm trying to be, listen, man. You need to go to this one restaurant in Hoboken. I can't really remember. My, I smoke too much weed to remember the name. I but got it's all like the names Timmy's right. Or Johnny's. Go ahead. You in China, right? You in China? She's in China. There's a spot. You're in Shanghai, right? There's a spot on on Malcolm X Boulevard. I in China. Go to Malcolm X Boulevard in Shanghai. Um, no, you know, I I I usually start at the gym. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's the easiest way to uh make friends to be honest. If you really want to make friends, go to the gym. Somebody's gonna say something eventually. They can't yeah. help it. Somebody's going to be like, oh, how much you bench eventually? When I first moved to LA, I didn't know that the uh, the, uh, that the uh, Gold's Gym Hollywood was considered a really uh, gay 
gym. Um, and I started going there, and everyone was so helpful to me. And I just so awful or awesome to you? They were so helpful. They, I, I, I remember coming home to my girlfriend and being like, God, everyone at this gym, they just, they're all helped. They want, one guy was like teaching me how to squat. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you can make lots of friends at the gym. <laughs> um, That's just exactly right. what I'm looking for. You're welcome. Dial, you're welcome. Right? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. We did it for great. you. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get better advice. I'm going to be no. honest with you. You can search no. all of Shanghai. Not today, China. not in quarantine. All right. Yeah. I think we fixed your life. And, uh, and Emily, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, and, uh, thanks. And nice to see you all. And, and good, good luck. luck. Good luck in the Shanghai. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Be well. Bye. Be safe. Be happy. I'm kind of nervous for her, just all of a sudden being in Shanghai with all these kids, and she's got to just start from scratch. That, that sounds uh, intimidating. Yeah, it seems like she's on her own, too. It seems like her husband has his way and knows what he's going to be doing, but... She's kind of in the dark. I'll about take it. the other side of it. I think it sounds like an amazing adventure, especially since the Chinese have done such a better job with COVID. And I, I think it's going to be incredible. She was a bit cryptic about what her husband was doing. I felt like he might be a CIA agent. Yeah, NSA. Absolutely. Yeah, something sketchy was going on with the husband because he she was like, it's a job. And it was last minute. And uh, yeah, now we live here. Yeah. I don't know. I, can think, I, I think a spy got transferred. Go ahead, Johnny. Can I tell you that when, when Krista has this super clean moment at the end of of, uh, of the episode, when she simply says, I miss Ben, without oh. any histrionics, mm. no no trying to squeeze the towel out, Just she just states it as a fact, and she almost throws it away, mm. and it is fantastic. Yeah. Johnny, I was going to say something about that because I thought she was going to go into a whole spiel about it. And I was like, and when she didn't do it, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, wow. Me too. Thank yeah. God. You know what I mean? She's very just, simple. Yeah. And, let's, and restrained. Yeah. Oh, thank God. And so when that happened, that was a very powerful moment for me also, you know. Uh, and 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 it it really... You know, my wife was just on the show. You guys know how I am. I'm very all about me and everything like that. And it was clear. And it was so, I was so happy for Dr. Cox also, because now he's healing. You know what I mean? The minute that he realized, okay, I'm hurting, but I'm not even thinking about the the woman in my life who was related to this, to this man. I'm not even thinking about her. And I'm, and, and, and I'm giving her a hard time too. Like, you have all your friends here. Get them the fuck out of here. I'm having a hard time with all of this. You know what I mean? And then when he realizes, oh, she's hurting, and that's why they're still here, he can now heal. And now he can help her heal, you know? Yeah. And Billy puts this genius button at the end of it. <laughs> she says, we have a chemical peel tomorrow. <laughs> so they, well, they leave, and Chris just goes, no, we have a chemical peel tomorrow. <laughs> and it's the loveliest button. And she ju- again, she just plays it right down the middle. It's a fact. They can't leave. Yeah. yeah. We they have, have chem- a chemical peel tomorrow. We're not going to cancel our chemical peel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the best non-precious button ever. Um, all right. I think we did it, guys. I think that's totally the episode. I think we successfully recapped the episode for everybody. Johnny, it is so good to see you always. I miss you. I, I'm, I'm jealous of your biceps that I'm looking at right now. 
<laughs> Dude, you are in such great shape still, man. Are you eating Quite food gravity. or are you like are you uh like eating anything that has salt or sugar in it by any chance? Like the body no. needs that. I know not a lot of it, but the body needs it. That's what you tell oh. yourself when you eat your donuts. My that body needs this. My body That's needs right. this. That's right. When I'm eating my Dunkin' Donuts, you're absolutely right. That's what I tell myself. Yeah. I remember the beginning of the podcast, you got a donut machine. I did. Yeah, I we, bought just, a, we spoke about this earlier. I just, I, I saw, I, I gave it back because it was, it was the size of. You had to return of, it. It was huge. It was an industrial size donut making machine. It was machine. for making, it was for like if you wanted to start a donut company. It yes. Was, it, was, it was like the size of his dining room table. Yes. It's the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. My wife um, was like, we're taking it back. All right, everybody. Thank you to our listeners for making us the most downloaded new comedy podcast of 2020. We really, yeah. really appreciate it. And, uh, and Johnny, it's so great to always see you, and we love you. And now Donald will lead us all in song. Here's some stories about a show we made. Or do you want me to go into the... Keep going. Minutes? Keep going. This could be a lot about of... About a bunch of dogs and nurses. No. Five, six, Here's seven, eight. Here's some stories about a show we made. About a bunch of dogs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's the stories that you all should know. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.